Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What is up, Waffle Gang? I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some r slash entitled people. I sang that one too. If you are new here, please consider hitting the like, that subscribe, and maybe that notification bell too. And let's just jump straight in to today's stories. Much love, guys. Now, this first story comes from Lust X. Entitled neighbor throws a fit I won't let her in my house to take my alcohol when I'm gone. I live in a three-unit townhome. We're all good friends and share keys with each other. One of them is my best friend who, with my approval, enters my house when I'm gone to grab a soda. In return, she cooks me food and shares her alcohol with me on weekends. Only thing is, she has the code to my house alarm. This becomes relevant later. One day, entitled neighbor, En, who lives in a different building, sees her leaving my house and asks what's up. Friend tells her, what's up? En thinks we're friends just because I'm friendly to her when she comes around and texts me to rat out the neighbor. I tell her it's fine. Now, En is very obnoxious. We're all nice to her because you don't want crazy people living across the street. En a week later comes by and asks why I won't give her a key. I make up an excuse that it's a safety thing because I'm the only one with a fire extinguisher, which is also a fact. The only excuse I can think of now is my landlord won't let me. Seem to shut her up. I really don't want her in my house. I can only imagine what she is doing there and her bringing her kids over to see my shit. I have expensive computer equipment. I don't need kids around. Fast forward a month later, she sees me unload a bucket of fireball shots and quickly makes a beeline across the street and asks for some and trying to make friendly conversation. I roll my eyes and struggle with a seal and hand her two. Thanks, babe. Love you. Ugh, whatever. It's not a big deal. Meanwhile, she's still messaging me like friends and I watch her house from time to time while she's gone. Last week, I'm at my mum's house when I get a phone call from my home security system company asking if I need police. Roommate and key holders have my code, and it gives you 60 seconds to push the code in, even if it's wrong, so something is up. I rush home and my front door is wide open, letting the hot summer air strain my electric bill. Two cops inside. It's none other than Ian standing at the counter and casually says, Here she is. She lets me in her house. We're best friends. My jaw drops. Apparently, she has the garage door code to friend's house where she found my keys in friend's house and has the balls to take my stuff when I'm gone like she's entitled to it. Then didn't message me that the alarm was screaming, let me know she wanted something and didn't even leave when the cops show up. It took the cops eight minutes to get there, so I have no idea what she was poking around with a screaming alarm. She broke into two houses like it was no big deal. I demand she leaves, not pressing charges, because I don't want a crazy angry neighbor. My city charges you $100 if you have an unregistered alarm system, so I get a fine from the city. I paid the fee and stuck the bill in her doorway. Haven't seen a dime of that yet. She also hasn't asked for my alcohol either since then. Now, I'm going to grab a saying from when we used to cover like the entitled parents. I've read it a lot and it was always press 
charges. <laughs> I don't see why you're not doing that. She's going to get angry at some point anyway. You've just stuck a bill for her door. She's going to get angry either way. And you can't let entitled people get away with this kind of stuff. So absolutely. Imagine the cheek of going up to someone and saying, Hey, excuse me. Can I, I ain't got your house key. Can I have your house key? What the hell? What kind of logic is that? But yeah, Anastasiak says, you're too kind not to have pressed charges. Absolutely. Fun Association says, I would have definitely pressed charges for breaking in and entering. That nut job had no right to break into your home. That is your private space. If it happens again, then you will have to press charges to teach that idiot that it's not all right to just walk into someone's home. OP replies to that saying, if she breaks in again, I'm definitely pressing charges then. She only got a freebie this time because she's crazy enough to damage my car or get husband to rev this extremely loud car outside my window early in the morning. What they did to the last people who called the cops on them for leaving their kids home alone. I'm praying I can move when the housing market slows this fall. Fingers crossed for my sake. And again, Gon says, as she went through garage and home of a good friend, team up and press charges. Followed by Rando who says, your city is shit for finding people for something like that. Also, you're shit at setting boundaries. Yes, she's an entitled asshole, but you not once in your post say how you tried to shut that shit down. You even house sit for her when she's gone sometimes. Of course she thinks you're friends. She absolutely went way too far by breaking into two different people's houses, but you gotta at least try at all to cut that shit out before it really starts and you didn't do any of that. Now, what would you do if a neighbor of yours broke into your house <laughs> let me know your thoughts in the comments below oh my word and let's move on to another story and our next story comes from particular ripe 4709 and there is sort of like a edit slash update after this so my brother-in-law 30 male has never liked me 23 female i wish i can tell you why he doesn't like me like a legitimate reason why he doesn't even want to see me Whenever I asked him in person, I swear he would say things like, you watch anime in English, not Japanese. My brother wouldn't help me with my cosplay because he wanted to spend time with you. I swear to God, those were his exact words. I'm not lying. Trust me, I wish I were lying. I always assumed this was just a bit of jealousy, but this has gone on for seven years and I'm starting to think it's really toxic. For some context, soon-to-be brother-in-law lives with his parents and hasn't gotten a real job before. He claims he's an artist and that he draws manga, which is respectable, but he doesn't earn money doing this. He tells everyone around him that I'm a problem in his family, that I stole money and action figures from him. I've never done that. It's been proven multiple times that he lied about me stealing his things and that he has lied about my friend stealing money from his wallet. Coincidentally, a friend of fiance who came over for lunch at his parents' house. He then claimed that I started a rivalry between us. He said I started treating him badly all of a sudden. I have screenshots and witnesses, my friends, family, and my fiance's friends, who have seen how well I treated him by doing favors slash paying off some of his meals and inviting him to dinners. That I never talked badly about him until he decided to make up lies about me being a thief. He also tried to separate us a few times with lies and manipulation. One example being that he suggested my fiance have an affair with a gay friend of his because, to quote his words, you never know if you swing both ways and if you prefer dick. He told my fiance a few years ago if we ever had a wedding and that he hoped that wasn't the case, that he wouldn't attend and that in case he did, he would go for the food. He repeated this like four times during our relationship. Here's where I might be the arsehole. Like, 
what's the what's the Reddit we on here? <laughs> when my SO and I decided to get married a few months, we automatically assumed he wouldn't want to join us. And to be honest, I wouldn't be comfortable knowing that a man who has tried to break us up multiple times has accused me of stealing and has treated me horribly as assisting our wedding. My SO agreed and that was our decision. Yeah, my SO felt bad, of course, since it's his brother, but his brother let him know beforehand that he wanted nothing to do with me and didn't consider me family. So when the time came to send out invites, my soon-to-be mother-in-law and father-in-law received their invitation through text. My soon-to-be brother-in-law goes crazy that he didn't receive his text. He called my SO multiple times to ask him why he wasn't invited. The conversation went like this. Brother-in-law said, why am I not invited? SO says, you said you didn't want to go. I never said that. SO says, you don't even like OP. You wanted to break us up for years. So, mum and dad are going. You forgot she's stolen from me as well. It's the least you could do. Yes, he brought up the stealing thing again, which was proven to be false. My SO and I believe that he didn't even have the money in the first place. SO goes on to say, you told me you only wanted to be there for the food, not for us. To which he replies, and? It's our wedding. We want people to support us and you don't even like her. Brother-in-law says, I'm sure that bitch made you not invite me. My SO is a sweet man. I've never seen him angry at his brother, even after his brother has done horrible things to him. He was done with his behavior and said, it was your own actions that made us invite you, not her. My brother-in-law then hung up. My soon-to-be mother-in-law then called me the next day to ask me why he was not invited. I explained to her the situation. She does not agree with brother-in-law's actions and defends me. How he treated me, how he took advantage of my kindness, how he accused me of doing horrible things. She said that she understood, but that brother-in-law was my fiance's brother and that, like it or not, he was gonna be part of my family. I'm honestly really torn. On one hand, I have the right to decide who comes to our wedding. On the other hand, soon-to-be brother-in-law is my fiance's brother and still part of the family. I think my fiance and I may have overreacted by not inviting him or at least give him a chance to change his mind. Now, putting myself in that situation, I wouldn't invite brother-in-law for the way he's treated you and all that kind of thing. Why would you want someone like that at your special day? He doesn't have to be part of your family at all, like mother-in-law said. You didn't have to talk to him. You don't have to have anything to do with that person. Like everyone in life who treats you like shit, you didn't have to have anything to do with them. Not the asshole. Here I go again. <laughs> Wrong subreddit. But we're going to the comments to see what they say. Just an old baby boomer says... He's been acting like an entitled brat for years and is still acting like an entitled brat. I would not reward bad behaviors. An excellent ad says whether or not he comes is up to you. But just in case you cave, have a backup plan so that if he starts being a problem, someone will take him out of wherever you are and keep him out. You don't want his BS to ruin your special day. In fact, you might want to put it on mother-in-law and father-in-law. Maybe they can keep a lid on his BS and have a backup plan in case they can't keep the lid on his BS. Have a very large and scary looking friend force his butt out. You know, the mum is enabling that behavior already, so I wouldn't count, be counting on her. And I wouldn't want the pressure of having, knowing this guy around your wedding anyway. He could be doing anything and it's just sort of a worry you don't want on your special day, isn't it? And we'll have one more from NoAngel815 who quotes saying, like it or not, he was gonna be part of my family but his brother let him know beforehand that he wanted nothing to do with me and didn't consider me family. And then says, not according to the man himself. You're under no obligation to invite someone who doesn't like you to your wedding, relative or not. 
He is jealous that your fiance isn't some lonely neckbeard living in their parents' basement with him and it is toxic. He's treated you like dirt because you're proof that his little brother, who is supposed to worship the very air he farts out of, don't you know, is doing better than him. It isn't you personally, it would be any girl your fiance dated. If you did invite him, who's to say he wouldn't do his best to ruin it? You have plenty of proof that he doesn't respect you or your relationship and that their parents can't keep him in line. So remove the stress from the day. If anyone asks you, simply tell them the truth. He said he wouldn't come so you guys just didn't bother inviting him. If his parents tried to guilt you with a but family line, you can tell them brother-in-law made it crystal clear for years you'll never be family to him. And goes on to say, my favorite quote applies in this situation. Don't set yourself on fire to keep someone else warm. And now I'll cover the, the brief edits which he said. So number one, my future brother-in-law does not have autism. He was taken to a doctor when he was in his teens because they suspected he could have autism. He was examined for about a year while doing weekly visits. The doctor did not diagnose him with autism. He also had a test done of some sorts. I don't understand how these tests work and they confirmed he wasn't on the spectrum. However, it's worth mentioning that the doctor suspected he could be suffering from depression, but this was never confirmed. Even if he did have autism, I don't think that excuses the way he's treated me and my SO for years. My brother has autism and while some of his actions could be considered rude, talking dryly, not responding weird glances, he has never once tried to lie about something so serious as stealing, much less try to break a relationship up. Two, does your mother-in-law support you? My future brother-in-law says he doesn't consider his mother to be his mother because according to him, she fucked him over. My future mother-in-law is a sweet person who does everything she can to make him happy. She paid for everything that he wanted. I don't know what she could have possibly done to make him hate her. I know she's been telling him to get a job or at least study. He made her cry multiple times. The same way she told me that future brother-in-law is my family, she has told future brother-in-law that I'm his family. Future brother-in-law doesn't have a problem with his dad though. Three, he also tried to convince Esso he's bisexual and that he should have an affair with a gay friend of his. I added this story to the post because I've just remembered he did that when Esso and I were 21. Now, how would you feel and how would you deal with someone like that when you was gonna have a wedding? Would you invite them or not? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and let's move on to another story. Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The next story is from The Good Pixie. Entitled ex-roommate and his free meal scam. Okay, so I have this former roommate who is a prime candidate for r slash neckbeard stories. Maybe I will do a full series on him there at some point if I'm feeling ambitious. But for now, this little tidbit will do here. 
I just had finished a 10 hour shift from work and wanted to just go home, shower, eat and go to bed. I got as far as taking a shower and getting dressed and began to start thinking about food. My roommate approached me and asked if I wanted to go to the bar and grill that was right up the road with him for dinner. I really didn't have the energy to cook anything for myself so that sounded just fine so I accepted the invitation. So we get there and are seated. He immediately orders a large appetizer and a drink. We then proceed to order our entrees. We wait for them to come out and I at this point am fighting just falling asleep right at the table. We finish our meal after he orders two more drinks and the waitress comes to give us the bill. She asks as they do if the bill is separate or together. I began to say it's separate as I did not expect him to pay for me but then this happens. He looks at me and says, um, I don't have any money. So this son of a bitch invites me to dinner knowing full well he has no way to pay for his meal or any of the extras that he ordered then sticks me with the bill. Sadly, this is only one of the many and not even worse things a sorry excuse for a human being has put me through. Again, more later if people are interested. And of course we're interested. We, I want to know more about this guy. It, it, I don't know what it is. How can someone invite someone else to a place of dinner knowing full well they can't pay for it and ordering extra drinks as well on top of it? I, I just don't understand the logic. There's no way I, my brain could ever ever make me do that even if i tried to force it i couldn't do that wow let's check out some comments to see what they say panpan90 says i hope from that point forward you always tell the wait staff up front the bill situation i'm only paying for what i order or we're each paying our own tabs or i'm only paying for me and this person here indicate other person you might be paying for it takes away any chance of him thinking someone will cover his meal after the fact and what happens, what truly happens if he was just to pay his own bill and the other guy was sat there not being able to pay his? I know I've seen like in movies and stuff, they make them wash dishes. I, I, whether that's true or not in any restaurant, I don't know. But can they call the police? What will the police do? I'm very, very interested. Let me know if you know on that one. And Whimsical Mara says, I'm always amazed at the sheer girl and lack of shame. I feel bad having to ask for an extra dollar to get a soda. That's with the knowledge that we both know I will pay them back ASAP. <laughs> exactly the same, Mara. I feel the same way. And one more from Single Virgo of 1978, who says, My ex, when he wasn't an ex, should have actually been never, but I'm a tool, <laughs> would take me out for brunch occasionally, which was always a nice surprise because it was almost always me paying for everything. One day we'd finish eating and he said, go wait in the car as he needed the bathroom and to pay. So I did. Five minutes later, he comes out, jumps in the car and takes off. Turns out he didn't pay. It was a $60 bill and he just walked out. I didn't find out until days later when I said it was really nice and we should go back again. That's when he said he didn't pay. Now, I'm the type of person that if I get too much change from a purchase, I give it back. Karma and all that. So I went to the cafe and paid after apologizing and almost in tears. Yeah, we were banned from that place. Now, have you guys ever had a similar friend, a friend in air quotes there? Let me know in the comments below. I hope you haven't, but I'd love to know your stories if you have in the comments below. And we'll move on to the next one. And our next story is from Sivartius. Entitled mum spends unemployment money on cruise and then wants a refund. I work for a customer service center and before COVID, I was taking calls for cruise and travel insurance. I would speak with entitled people all the time. 
but one lady in particular still stands out in my mind. The name has been changed to Karen to protect the guilty. So it's been a rough day. As I listen and sympathize with people's tragedies that are causing them to have to cancel their cruise, then just a couple of minutes before my lunch, I get Karen. Now I should mention that the company I work for is no way affiliated with any cruise line. We just contract labor with the insurance company and have no control over the insurance policy or the decision of the claim. So I give my greeting in an upbeat and cheerful manner because I'm good at my job and part of my job is to be friendly to people even if I'm feeling lousy. So after the greeting and getting the info to pull up her account, the conversation goes like this. Karen says, yeah, finally, I had to cancel my cruise so I need to get a refund. I say, I'm very sorry to hear you had to cancel your cruise, but I'd be happy to help you. What was the reason you had to cancel? Karen says, the state canceled my unemployment, so I need to get the money back. Now at this point, I should mention that the insurance policies that the people sign says they can get a full cash refund if they had to cancel for one of the reasons listed in the policy or if they don't qualify or don't want to provide documentation. As long as they paid for the plan in time, they can get a cancel for any reason, cruise credit equal up to 75% of what they paid for the cruise, not including what paid for the insurance. The most common reason is for medical emergency, and there are things like terrorist attacks and such. Needless to say, just wanting your money back doesn't qualify for a cash refund. So I'm thinking, so I must have misheard her or something. So after a second's pause to gather my wits, I say, what did you say the reason you had to cancel? Karen has an audible sigh. I paid for the cruise with the money I got from unemployment, but I just got a letter from them saying I won't be getting any more unemployment money after the end of this month, so I need that money back to pay bills. I'm baffled and say, Mom, I do apologize for the inconvenience. The policy that you purchased has two sections. The first one is the trip cancellation benefit, which offers a full cash refund in the event. Then Karen cuts me off and says, yes, that's the one I need. I say, the first one on the trip is cancellation benefit, which offers a full cash refund in the event that you have to cancel your trip to pay for the insurance. Karen says, yes, I told you that's what I need. How soon do I get my money? I say the first one is the trip cancellation benefit, which offers a full cash refund in the event you have to cancel your trip after you pay for the insurance for one of the reasons listed in the policy. Unfortunately, having your unemployment insurance run out is not one of the reasons listed in. And Karen cuts me off again saying, what? I was told that I could cancel for any reason and get my money back. I say, there is a cancel for any reason cruise credit equal to 75% of. No, I need it all back. Mom, I do apologize for the inconvenience. Per the policy, the full cash refund minus what was paid for the insurance is only available if we can document the reason you canceled is for one of the eight specified reasons. Otherwise, there is a cancel for any reason cruise credit. A cruise credit? I don't need me no cruise credit. I need my money back. I say, Mom, I'm sorry for the confusion, but the policy says we only offer a cash refund if you have to cancel for one of the specified reasons. The reasons are... Then Karen says, so what are those so-called reasons? I say, the first reason is for sickness, injury or death or yourself or a traveling companion or members of your immediate family members that is diagnosed and Karen says, so what if I say I'm sick? I say, I'm, I'm very sorry to hear that. As part of the claims process, we will need a documentation of your sickness from your doctor so we, what? Those are my private medical records. No way you're getting my private medical records. You have no right to see them. I say that is of course your choice, but the policy does say diagnosed and treated by a licensed physician. So if we aren't able to get the medical documentation, we would not be able to offer a cash refund. There is however the cancel for, 
Then Karen says, well, if I say I'm sick, that's all the documentation you'll receive or have any right to. Well, you're welcome to submit a claim, but if we can't receive the medical documentation, we'll be unable to provide a cash refund. Karen then says, but I need that money to pay rent and buy groceries for my kids. Are you saying you want my kids to be starving and homeless? Oh dear. I then say, I'm very sorry to hear that. Perhaps you can speak with the unemployment office to see what they need to. Karen says, I already tried that and they wouldn't. I need that money. Then perhaps you could see if there are any kind of state or local assistance programs or perhaps a local church or charity that would be willing to help you. Karen says, so what you're saying is that you want my kids to be homeless and starving. I didn't know they were gonna end my unemployment when I paid for this cruise. It's not my fault. I say, I'm very sorry to hear about your financial difficulties. Unfortunately, I can't change the contract. Perhaps, Karen says, no one told me I had to give no reason to get my money back. I shouldn't have to give no reason why to get my money back. That's why you buy insurance. I say, I'm very sorry for the inconvenience. I'm unable to alter the contract or change the reasons listed in. To which Karen says, and what are those reasons? So I go through all the reasons listed in the policy and surprise, surprise, none of them apply to her. So she gets even more upset, screaming even louder and demanding to speak with my supervisor. Since she says I want her children to starve to death, I tell her I'd be happy to get a manager on the line as soon as possible, but that they can't change the policy either. Karen demands to speak with someone who can. I inform her that any change in the insurance contract will require the sign-off of the entire legal department, which is a guess on my part, and that even then it would apply to new policies, not ones already signed. So she demands to speak with a CEO, like I have a CEO on speed dial or something. So I offer to submit an escalation to our executive team. Karen, still screeching, tells me, don't need no executive team. I didn't ask you for no executive team. I told you to let me speak with a CEO. I tell her that the executive team is the highest level I have access to. And even there, I don't get to talk to them, just submit escalation requests. But she says that's not good enough and demands the CEO's private cell phone number, insisting she knows that I have it. I don't. She keeps threatening to call the cruise line and tell them to fire me. But I keep trying to tell her that I don't work for the cruise line. Eventually she says, she's gonna sue your ass <laughs> and send you to prison and hangs up. I being the friendly and helpful person I am, submit the escalation and make sure to put in the exact details so that if she calls in again, people will know what she's up to. And then I go to lunch, securing the knowledge that I'm most likely never to hear from her again. Especially since she kept on calling me the wrong names the whole time. Man, I feel sorry for anyone who's in a call center and has to deal with these calls. Whenever I phone up a call center, I'm always thinking about the other person on the other end. And I know it can be frustrating sometimes, you know, if something's gone wrong or you need a refund or something, but usually the person on the other end, nine times out of 10, it's not the person on the other end's or the phone's fault. So I always try to treat them with as much respect as possible. And if I am angry, I always start off with, look, I'm really sorry. I know this is not your fault, but I'm really frustrated with your company and the way it's been dealt with. And I always start with that. I don't go to the Karen, I'm gonna get you fired. <laughs> I had my hands in the air for that as well. <laughs> Let me know if you've ever been in a similar situation. Perhaps you've worked in a call center before. I would love to hear it in the comments below and whatever your thoughts are on all of today's stories. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. It means the absolute world and I will see you in the next one. Take care guys, much love.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 